Hey, what's going on, guys? Travis here, back with yet another great episode. Hey, guys, it's Ty, and I'm back here with another fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. Hate it. Anyway, Thomas, how's it going? It's going fucking terrible. Jesus. <laughs> we'll just cut off all that bit. I br- I'll keep it. No, that's good. This is good. We started this episode off the first time by Britain slapping the shit out of the table I'm next so to me. Sorry. <laughs> In I, I could feel the life exit my fucking body. Hey, this is Britain. I slap tables. That makes me Brady. Meaning this is another episode of the amateur fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a Look good it one. Up. Okay, so and today, uh, interesting enough, we're talking about what makes a good villain, and I think already we've proved that it's it's just us. Just be like us. We're, we're, we're sabotaging our, our own podcast. It's, it's Britain with the curly cues on his mustache. <laughs> That's right, it's the curly bits. <laughs> the curly bits. Oh, shit. But yeah, like Ty said, we're discussing what makes a villain a, a good villain or a bad villain. Uh, okay, so just to start this off, the easiest way for me to tell you a bad villain is if their motivation is to just, is to just like blow up the world or something. For no reason. Like, like, even if they have a reason, like, they're just going to, like, completely just blow the whole world up. Yeah, it's dumb. Like, in, to, to end the world, to bring about, no, with, with complete knowledge, the end of the world. Why? Uh, I mean, I think evil is subjective. <laughs> Some people might think the world is better off without a world. <laughs> that, that I'm one of those people. All. I want to non-exist. <laughs> I want I mean, to unalive. I, I, I mean, I hate to j- jump on like the th- the Thanos, you know, f- wagon, but I mean, he kind of had like good intentions. He no, just he, he did it he's going to be arrested. Was a lot. Stupid, yeah. because he could have just also snapped and fed everybody. Maybe it was easier to take away than it was to give. Yeah, he had all the power. You know what? Well, think, bro. Like matter can't be created nor destroyed. He, he he matter was definitely can, destroyed. No, he created he matter. It. He put it inside the soul stone. Everybody was just temporarily that was just a theory that was never confirmed I feel like it's a good theory a game theory no shit (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously like I mean out of all the villains like I feel like he was like probably like they just had the power to completely change the laws of everything in his hands sure and he decided that instead of making the world better for everybody he was just gonna kick half of us out well, I mean, maybe like the stones have like like a like a license no, agreement the, or whatever. Like, no. you can't, like there is no limit. That's terms and conditions. Yeah, there's a terms and conditions on it. Okay, so I do I do think it's pretty dumb if the villain's like, oh, I just want to make everything end for the sake of everything ending. But uh, there is one example of that being done well, and that is in uh, Brandon Sanderson Mistborn series. It's actually two different gods over the same world. One's ruin and one's preservation. So obviously, ruins the not good one. But it's because he's he's a force of nature. He's not actually like like a human or something, you know. Yeah. So like literally, like making things fall into ruin is what he is. It's like sure. how he subsists. Like that is that is what he is. He's just a, he's just like a force of nature. So that that can be done well. That can be done well. But if it's just like, oh, I'm just a mad scientist and I, I mean, want at that point, it's not quite like being a villain as it is like a cataclysm. Well, it's an antagonist either <clears throat> way. It's like it's it's not the same as hey I'm just gonna Lex Luthor Lex Luthor up some doomsday fucking machine and blow up the world because it's well, like I mean, it's like Galactus you know like he ate planets yeah like, but he had a just, reason for yeah, it yeah like 
because he because he that's how he ate what he ate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, like Galactus. I wouldn't consider him. So like, like th- there's a difference between villain and antagonist. And well, I mean, I, like I hate to sound like one of those like you know basic bitches, but like. Oh, like to the rabbit, the wolf is the predator. You know, oh my like, God, it's, it's the antagonist. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I mean, that's, that's kind of way it is. Like, um, good like, versus evil really depends on what side of the line you're on. So, like, there, but there wasn't any like ulterior motive behind it. He was just like, okay, this I'm, is how I exists. have to eat. I'm I hungry. eat planets. Yeah. I'm gonna eat this planet. Th- this you know, like, this planet has a there's dominoes. a difference between like uh, doing that and then like being the guy that just goes around and blows up planets well like I said like it, it really depends on intent like what truly makes you evil is like if your intent is for like um, you're not so much like selfless but like like you said like Galactus he's hungry that's just kind of how that's his thing like he's, he just need a snack he, he's, he's hungry like that's that's what his being needs you know like yeah, and because if he doesn't eat he will die and like everything wants to survive that's to me that's a little different than somebody like um, let's say just wanted to be evil maliciously. Like I actually recently watched oh. Megamind for the first time, and the reason what, for the first time uh, for the, for, for the, the first time, yeah, you're you. fucking kidding me. It's great, <laughs> it's so such good. But like the cannot reason, believe you. Right the now. reason I actually watched it twice in the last uh, few days. You need to watch it more. The reason he's evil though <laughs> is like he felt like being good just wasn't his thing, and um, ultimately I kind of feel like it was just him looking for any kind of recognition for anything. And uh, instead of using his smarts for good, there was somebody overshadowing him. So in his world, the the right thing to do for him at the time being was to be evil. And he even knew he was being bad. He knew he was being bad. That's kind of a hard example because he's not the villain of the story. He's not not the antagonist of the story. He's he's not the antagonist of the story, but he's supposed to be the antagonist of the world the story takes place in. So, like, but at the same time, it also kind of, like, shows that he never had any intentions of, like, truly winning or anything. To him, it was all just, like, it was just kind of what they did. Yeah. Like they were just—that's what they did. That was like, his purpose. That's what he perceived but, as his purpose. Okay, but like, okay, that's what I'm saying. So you perceive that as his purpose, but yet he's like throwing cars through people's like livelihoods, like their houses and stuff. He has no like—he doesn't care about the rest of the world. And around as, him. as soon as he gets that, he's like, "Oh man, this kind of sucks." He's just well, he's bored of it, but he's yeah. still doing it with no thought of the repercussions. He doesn't care. Like he's still doing it. It doesn't matter if you're doing it because you think you're like doing the, the right thing or the evil thing. He just literally just doesn't give a shit. I don't know. I think that's kind of yeah. hard because, like, like I said, I know you're saying like you know he's supposed to be the villain of, of the setting or whatever. But like, I think it's kind of hard. Like, are we talking about we're talking about what makes a good villain or a good antagonist? And to me, I'm I'm interpreting that as like you're sitting down you're writing a story you're making a villain you're making an antagonist so what makes a good one how do you make a good one and if we're using an example of someone that's not the antagonist or the villain of the story it doesn't f- it it's gonna fall into different ways because sure. he's he's what an anti-hero I guess you'd call him like he's not yeah. because he's yeah he starts off as a bad dude but I he turns call good him anti-hero cause like an anti-hero is somebody who uh, does not have good intentions behind what think, they're doing. I think like, a good villain is somebody like they're who's... going to stop the bad guy, but it's not for any reason of like, greater reason of like saving. Them. Like they're the kind of guy that's going to stop the bad guy from destroying the world, but that's because they want their million gold bounty. Or they whatever. want to do it themselves. Yeah, it's like, like for their own intention. Or their it's own like Kurt Russell and fucking uh, Escape from L.A. <laughs> like he's only doing it because because like they they put him in there. Yeah, I think a good villain is somebody like personable, somebody you can kind of like see the reason they do it. It's still bad, 
like like Thanos, you know, is another good example of that. Um, you know, he was bad. He was a villain. He was the greatest villain, you know, of like all the phases up until four. Like that was just a shit he was running. But like, if you look down on it, like we can have a discussion. Like, eh, he was doing it for the right reasons. You know, fifty percent needed to go because you know, fucking uh, resources were scarce. But he couldn't give himself a brain to realize that was the wrong way. But yeah. Oh, is it my turn now? Yeah. yeah we're <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so I kind of have two things to say now. Uh, what I was going to say earlier about like Galactus and the intent behind this action is not like bad. It's just he needs to eat. I was going to compare that to Nihilus, Darth Nihilus mm. in uh, Star Wars. Yeah, he eats planets too, but he eats planets because fuck you. <laughs> and the intent is what changes it from villain to evil villain. Like it, yeah, Galactus in the MCU story is a villain. But, yeah, like there's other things going on there. I don't know them, but <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's just the that's like the difference between Nihilus and Galactus is because one's evil, one's not. He's just that's just how he lives, right? But you brought up Thanos, and that's one of my examples. And I did I watched a lot of videos and I did some reading, and like pretty much everyone said like the three things. One of you need one of three things to make a good villain, like the baseline. Like, just still, you have to, like, build on top of it. But the baseline, you need a villain that's likable, relatable, or understandable. And I actually have three three examples, one of each. And they're all from the MCU because fucking Marvel did a really Popular good job with villains, those movies. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they did really well. Um, <clears throat> likable is everyone's favorite fucking villain. It's Loki. Everyone sure. loves Loki. Everyone loves, like, loves watching him. He's just so charismatic. He's fun to watch. Right. And everyone loves watching him, so he's just likable. Relatable, Nebula. People don't really like to think of her as a villain anymore, but she was at the beginning. And the reason she was a villain is because she uh, had this intense competition with Gamora from their childhood, and everything was just, for her, wasn't about, I need to kill, destroy, kill. It was, I need to beat Gamora at something. And that's, I mean, that's relatable. Like, sure. just losing at some, losing at everything it, with a sibling for your entire life, that's going to warp your mind. And that's something that some people can understand or some other people can relate to. And the understandable is Thanos. You may not agree with it, but you understand why he's doing it. Right. And admit his, the intent behind his actions makes sense. Okay. So, like, one of my examples it sort of follows the same themes is like understanding and like sort of sympathizing with them right yeah so well that's the thing is like you don't have to sympathize but you do have to understand right right yeah so the the, the one I'm going to use the example I'm going to use um, it's it's going to be a little tricky so uh, when I get to the part that's actually a spoiler for the book that Emily's reading right now I'm going to take down the timestamp in my messages so I can message her and be like hey skip this part of the podcast <laughs> but uh so there's a series, you don't have to skip this part. <laughs> there's a uh, series that we read, it's called the Stormlight Archives. We talk about it a lot on here. But one of the uh, antagonists is a, a man named Taravangian. And he's a king of like a small like island kingdom or some shit. And he's a really smart guy. I'm not going to get into like how he is, but his intent is the whole world's about to be fucked by like overwhelming forces. By the by us like overwhelming forces and he's like there's no possible way for the good the good guys to win like it's just impossible 
That's the way he sees it. And if you look at it from like cold hard facts, it makes sense. Like, if I explain it to you, you guys would be like, yeah, they're all fucked. Like, just how it is. So, he is act like part of it is he's undermining like one of the one of everyone's favorite dudes like attempts to make like an alliance of all the kingdoms because he's like I'll do a better job because I'm smart because he is really smart and he ends up okay what's the timestamp you you need to skip this Uh, part 12 minutes and 30 seconds okay so he ends up fucking uh my, my man's like ends up making a deal with Odium which is like the evil god or whatever and saying like hey I'll sell you out the like everyone the entire fucking world as long as you leave my island kingdom alone like you can kill everyone on the planet just let us live in peace like just do it and like it's like you start to sympathize with it like well I get it he's doing his duty as a king right it's fucked up it's really fucked up but at the same time it's like if 12 million people in your kingdom or some shit versus like a billion for the rest of the world and you're all gonna die you could at least save 12 million. It's fucked up, but you're kind of like, you sympathize with it. Like, he's trying to do his duty. He's trying to save the people he knows and the people he loves. Even though, yeah, like I said, it's undeniably fucked up, but it's like, they're all going to die anyway. But then, the here comes a spoiler. At the end of the fourth book, the one that she's reading right now, he ends up becoming Odium. The guy who was like, taking over the whole fucking planet. And now it's like, now he's way scarier than the original Odium because the original Odium, like he was kind of like the force of nature thing, like Ruin was. Mm-hmm. But now Teravangian, he's smart. He knows how humans think. <laughs> like he's lived as a human for eighty years. Mm-hmm. Like he knows what the fuck's going on. Way scarier. Way more deadly as a villain. But at the same time, you're like, you've always like you've hated him, but you've respected him and you've sympathized with him. And now you're at the point where you're like. All those things, but also he's actively, like, completely on the other side like with no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. And it just makes it even more terrifying. It's a way more compelling villain. Let me ask you this, Ty. Yeah. And really all of you guys. Um, so, on top of me saying earlier, like, being a villain is subjective, you know, to, wait, depending on... Wait, wait. This, this is where... Are we done talking about this part? So, oh, yeah. Uh, so, 1430? 1430, yeah. Okay. I'm good. Okay, <laughs> so... Basically, you know, I was saying, and I don't know if you guys agree with this or not, but, you know, being a villain is definitely, like, subjective to the side you're on. Um, you know, like, every, you, you think he's an antagonist, but if you're on the other side of the line and you're working with him, obviously he's the protagonist and everybody gets him the antagonist. Um, so, subjectively, that's the case. Do you think there is a villain that is just, and it, you don't have to, like, know him at the top of your head, but do you think it's possible, like, have a villain that is just, like, strictly desirable just on just on fucking the world over like no other needs other than that like we talked about like a world event destroyer like Galactus you know like he's just coming in to do his own thing that's not particularly evil in my opinion like they're the only their only like reason for existing is to destroy everything yeah but like that's Kid Boo that's fair that was quick (laughs) he was straight to the point on that I don't know enough about. I can't remember enough well, about like, the art. Too. You know, like there's different villains. Like there's like, like that was literally what he was made for, and they were worried because they had no way of putting him back in. That if they didn't defeat him, he was just going to bounce from planet to planet, destroying everything. Uh, so basically, he's the uh, like last villain, villain like from Dragon Ball Z. 
the little pink guy. So oh, start yeah, off with, yeah, with Big yeah. Boo yeah. and like there's like a whole bunch of shit, but eventually you get down to Kid Boo, who is like the original version of Boo, and like literally the sorcerer uh Bibbity made him <laughs> Bibbity Bibbity Bobbity Bobbity Boo. Boo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, made him in order to he would he would uh, seal him up, launch him at a planet, and let him just fucking blow it up as kill. So, so he's a weapon. Him. I'm not. I mean, he's a weapon. Yeah, he, he's like a he, he's like a living weapon. Like he, all he does, he's just anger and intense fighting well, not, power. Not the original Boo, though, right? No, the, the original Boo, Kid Boo. Well, no, no. Well, he's just well, Kid Boo isn't the original. Kid Boo was a product of whenever. No kid. Whenever Majin Boo is the original Boo, when it comes to like actual like what Boo came for, like the first Boo we see is like Majin Boo, like is like the big fat pink rolly guy, right? Right, right. But the original Boo before being like fused with anybody else is Kid Boo. I don't know enough to argue, so I'm just gonna roll <laughs> with it. But I mean, that's not what I remember from the TV show. But I mean, the TV show might not just be. But so, it's fine. So I think it's like uh, I I think there. I think it's important to say, like, I think it's important to clarify at least my my personal like uh, stance on. I just want to kill everything because it's what I want to do is a bad antagonist. Uh, I think that only applies to like most situations. Like, if there's multiple planets in the setting, then it kind of like goes away. But if it's like, like say like you're a human living on Earth and there's no other planets for you to occupy like and survive on so like obviously killing the entire planet kills you too I mean like if you're just trying to like do some kind of fucked up like murder suicide thing that's one thing but like what is the most evil thing you think a person could do it's just not compelling is what I'm getting at it's not compelling for an antagonist the most evil thing you think? I mean that, that's that's really subjective and I don't know if you're... well I, I mean I feel I, like this whole subject is subjective right? well it's like, like you don't like you don't like do you think like killing everybody and taking over the world is the worst thing you can do well, no, no. Like, there, there, are, there are worse things no you can I do, like, I'm not gonna obviously I don't, I don't feel like I don't feel like this is a subject that I I would be comfortable participating in because no. I mean, there's just some really twi- sick and twisted that, shit you I don't want to talk about this is a bad after the aftercats yeah so, uh, it's time for me to get on what I would, and what I imagine to be the traits of my ideal villain. First of all, they have to have a solid, like, grounded reason or reasoning for what they're doing, regardless of whether or not that reasoning is right. Um, I came here with like, one of my ideal villains has got to be, and going back to Dragon Ball Z again, is to, is to Frieza. Because he's completely unapologetic about it, and he's pretty bare bones. He runs a galactic empire. He buys and sells planets. Whenever they make trouble, he's gonna go. F- either his army's gonna deal with it, or he's gonna go deal with it. Uh, he's not apologetic about it. He's very. He sees himself in the world as being the strongest because, uh, for all he knew, he was. Um, nobody had proven him wrong to that yet. And the moment they did, he went and got stronger. Uh, he went for what he want with just cold precision and you know he he may have gone like a little bit torturistic with it but there's even then uh, with like the psychological aspect of the way he went about his things there was reasons for it you know he was trying to suppress any like hope of uprising rebellions uh, he came in just trying to be immortal and 
he was going to like kill all the Namekians afterwards because he didn't want anybody else to be in a more in a more with him. He wanted to be the sole leader of the universe. Um, and so that's one of the things I think makes a good villain is that they they have clear, realistic goals. Like their cruelty isn't just for cruelty's sake. Yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. There's no cruelty for cruelty's sake. Like they, there's a they have clear, realistic goals. Their actions have reasons behind them. And they just, they're just very concise. Uh, another villain that comes to mind, and Ty's gonna enjoy this one as well because he's he read the series with me, uh, is the Safehold series. One of the main villains in it is uh, Clinton. O- overarching, you're going. They're going against a uh, like a pseudo Catholic church, and uh, there's a Grand Inquisitor. His name is Jasper Clinton, and in this church, there's like. As far as they know, like there was brainwashing done of the first people on this planet to make them believe, like without any no shadow of a doubt in their religion. Um, and so, the church obviously it becomes corrupt as like a parallel to the Catholic Church in the medieval times and everything. You know, now we're not going to get into that. Um, and he ends up starting a holy war against the uh, protagonist country of Karas. And the entire time, he believes true. Like, even though, like, he, I even feel like at some level he knows that the church is fucked up and just doesn't want to deal with that. But he still believes that at the end of the day, uh, he is on the side of good by eliminating Chorus in the name of Mother Church and in God, because there's can be no schism. There, there will be no like basically Protestant revolution. There can, it cannot happen. And uh, so he goes through everything with the, this bravado of there's no way that I can lose because I am on the side of God, and this is like a definite God in their mind. So, uh, just one one quick thing about that. One of the things that does make Jasper Clinton such a compelling villain. Is because remember I was saying you don't do cruelty for cruelty's sake. So you could argue that he does do cruelty for cruelty's sake in the series, but he doesn't because he does truly believe that like he truly believes that the torture and shit like that is what God requires of him. He relishes in it, but also he's like actually delusional. So like the things he believes, he believes. It might not be the same thing he believed yesterday, but it's what he believes wholeheartedly because he's delusional. But yeah, I think that holds up. Like to me, it's not because yeah, you could have a good villain that does shit like that, but it's just not as compelling. It's not as compelling when it's just like oh, uh oh, random. I'm gonna torture this guy. Yeah, it's like your villain doesn't have to do the stereotypical. If you if a villain does. It's like a rule that Ty has for a movie. If something is mentioned or happens and then doesn't get brought up again, it's there was no point. It's got to have a purpose. Yeah, like mm-hmm. so if you just have a villain and he's just like, "Oh yeah," and then here's the scene of them torturing somebody and it's like, "But why? Was it's, there a reason for them to torture that person or did they just do it because they liked it, you know?" Yeah, that's like it's, you, like the, you, it's like the scene from Spider-Man 3 when it's like uh, uh, Eddie Brock is like, it makes me feel happy. 
Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah. It's the dumbest thing. Yeah, there's some fucked up people that do, <clears throat> like, just do that shit just because they want to do it, but at the same time, like, it doesn't make a compelling villain in a story. Yeah. It's just like, okay, <laughs> crazy villain. What is this? Oh, like? he's so quirky. Is this, like, 1940s writing? Like, what is this, dude? Like, you're better than this. You know what makes a good villain? He's got to have a secret lair. He's got to have a swivel tra- chair. He's got to have a cat. You don't have those Dr. three Evil. <laughs> yeah, <what> I'm <laughs> if you don't have those things, you're not a good villain. No, they're trying to jump too much off topic, but like, I don't really have a lot to say too much more on top of that as to what like makes a good villain a villain other than, you know, again, my opinion just being uh, relatable. Now, I'm not like a huge like Michael Myers or like slasher villain type oh guy God. either. Like, yeah. To me, those are like shitty villains simply because, um, you know, like their whole motive is just to kill like there's like nothing like I mean given like Jason Voorhees he, he's a villain but his whole motive is you know he was drowned and bullied and now anybody that comes to Crystal Lake has to suffer the same fate like to me that's kind of a weak narrative like in terms of like being a villain it's like okay you just gave him like the porn equivalent of a story you know like just yeah. go back to the killing you know which one's even worse than that the What's classics that? is fucking Michael Myers that all the Weasel. I would I would go further than that and say like Freddy Krueger no, he's Freddy, just an asshole. No, no, he he makes sense because he was murdered by people that lived on in that city on that street, sure. and now he's killing those people's descendants, they their children and grandchildren. Okay, that's who he's that. targeting. I, yeah, out of, out of those, that's all the people. But Michael Myers, he just kills people. There's yeah. literally no story behind it yeah, other is. than there's there's story. There's there is, is very out of bones, and it's kind of just ham fisted. Well, no, because the the Michael Myers storyline is just so fucked. It's stupid. Yeah, it's like, terrible. Like out of the OG go, three, Freddy's the best. Uh, as I think, far as story, goes. I store, yeah, as far as story goes, Freddy is the best. He made, his storyline makes the most sense. Which I, I honestly like none of those, but none of those really hold up too well. I mean, none of them are good. Well, they do all three fall fall into what I personally think is the greatest factor in what makes a great villain, and that's trauma. Yeah, I mean, they both, they all three of them suffered traumatic. Say maybe not. Maybe not uh, uh, Michael, Michael because Michael Myers is just he's dude, literally he just was, crazy. he was just crazy well, yeah. he was just crazy he killed his older sister and then he's just he's a psychopath which <laughs> also this is my turn goddamn it sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, trauma mental illness fall all hand in hand like uh, with what makes Oh fuck! Yeah, no, I'm watching you. <laughs> you just look like it's like no, no, I'm trying to like get screwed back. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come. I'll come back. No, this is this is just something I think we should have said at the very beginning of the podcast. I was like, oh fuck, I better get this out real quick. So I don't think like there's not like a, a complete checklist of you need to have all these things. No. But these are like examples of what makes a great villain. So yeah. I agree with you completely on the trauma thing. And we could all, we go for hours saying like, well, here's a great villain that doesn't have any trauma. But that is one of the things that you can definitely use. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to. We probably should have said that at the beginning. You don't need all these. Yeah, and I have like the some of like the staple building blocks. Yeah, and I do have. I I have examples. I have examples that are just dead to rights evil fucking people that are great great fucking villains. I mean, uh, Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards. Dude's not doesn't have trauma, but I mean that's a fucking great villain. He's just he's just a fucking Nazi prick, bro. He's a great fucking villain. Mm -hmm. He is hands down one of the like. Greatest Which movie sucks because of that all movie time. was so mediocre. 
I know you didn't just say I disagree. I disagree. Wait, we're not getting into that. This is this is Britain just became the villain of this fucking. I got this. I mean, trauma. I mean, y'all can call me a nerd all y'all want, but I mean, Darth Vader is one of the greatest examples of a of a trauma fucking villain. Beautiful. This dude lost. This dude lost what every every single thing he loved. After gain, gaining his freedom and becoming arguably one of the coolest fucking things that you could ever become in in the Star Wars universe, space wizard, and he was com- he was completely misguided. He was it, misguided. He like, he it, it's trauma. He, he like he, fu- he lost his wife, his best friend. He his got mom. fucking burnt alive. I mean, and like his the his Man, master, his quote unquote master, built his. I don't know if you guys know this, but the, the Vader suit is actually engineered to cause him great immense pain mm-hmm. to further his connection to the dark side because it just makes him hate even more Yeah, because there's like no reason that he had to be like compl- always like completely out of breath and everything like yeah. it just like it was ca- star wars you see the technology they had yeah. he, he was getting he's fucked. built to just be a fucking asshole anakin skywalker and was a bitch i mean grievous was a i mean he was that was the problem the technologies they had to help literally him. the youngest <laughs> jedi knight and that guy would have died in Jedi history and on the council, but he threw a fucking fit because he wasn't a master in Turn of the Dark Side. You're a bitch. That's that's not why he's not the exactly. Dark side. What I think I think a lot of that he, he is threw just, a he was, fucking he was fit. Being he did throw a fit. Little he was, bitch. But he was being he was extremely from young. Day one. And you know why? At the moment he turns into Darth Vader, fucking love. And he, Anakin Skywalker is a bitch. So and you know why he still loved those? Because I mean, like Randy just said, all the trauma he went through. That is extremely relatable, though. Yeah. Like you can see it. You can yeah. see. Fuck! If I was to go through that, I would have probably at some point lost my mentality. There would have been a switch, yeah. and I, there would have been a switch. Have you watched relatable. the Clone Wars, uh, like the, the, the animated TV show that like, like is between Episode Two a and a long uh, time ago? Okay, yeah. So when I was like a kid, when they were coming I would, out, I, I would watched rewatch them. it. Rewatch it as an adult now. It's hard. It it is. Yeah, it is. But it does go far. Like so, but it the, it genuinely shows you Anakin's descent. See what it does. Into well, Dark those Vader. are also two different universes. But no, no, what it does. But not two different universes. Like it's canon, but like it's also made by two different people, two different writing is. staffs. That's what I'm getting at. And I'm just saying, like in the movies by themselves, in the just the movies, Anakin's a bitch. Right. Yeah. You, you don't see his descent. Yeah. But if you just take Star Wars, well, his descent, his descent's different. Well, yeah, that, that's I mean, the thing. Yeah. Is like the movies. Like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and say this. No one hates Star Wars more than a Star Wars fan, okay? Yeah. In the fucking, uh, the prequel trilogy was written so shitty, it's ridiculous. Like, because mm-hmm. the Anakin thing could be George handled. George Lucas cannot write a script. He, he cannot. Yeah. He can make, he might be able to world build a little bit, but he can't fucking write a script. Because if that shit was written and handled better, then there would be no buts. It would just be like the, the Skywalker story is the best story. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he just yeah. rid it really bad. And I feel like the Clone Wars did a long way of trying to fix what was fucked up in the prequel trilogy. It's just so it's so, so crazy. Sorry, I, go ahead. I think like one of the biggest yeah, things about you know how, to say like, anyway. Anakin Skywalker like being a bitch and stuff, uh, is because he first of all, he when whenever they found him, you know, he was like pretty stunted because he was a, a slave child. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on it, I feel like even though, like Ty said, it's written very badly, it gives several pointed examples of how they failed him in his training as a Jedi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, literally, just they just turned him step. away at first. Yeah, at first, first they turned him away. They kind of, they, they really, they half-assed it. 
Um, he's supposed to, he's supposed to be like you know the they're thinking he's the chosen one, but they give him a a brand like a guy that whose master just died. He was just still yeah. a knight. He wasn't even a right. full master yet. Yeah, that was dumb. Um, every step of the way, all of them dismiss his. Uh, they look at him whenever he comes to them with problems, and they say, "Oh well, you shouldn't be dealing with that because you should just trust in the force." Like they yeah. they come, they dismiss him. Time after time after time, and tell him to just focus on the Jedi way instead of figuring out what these big problems are. Because obviously he has these problems. Like yeah. they knew that he came into the training too young, and that yeah, too he, old. Or too old. Yeah. And one of the big things they do in their training is they completely disconnect you from any type of emotional attachments. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote. They do encourage uh, emotional bonds between you and your fellow Jedi. Right. Um. But nothing past that. I could go on for days about how yeah. the Jedi system is just ass. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was literally about to like I start on that. I was like, years, I can't. And like, I could, I could, we'll be here forever. I yeah. can almost promise you guys, without a shadow of doubt, Anakin Skywalker trained by Mace Windu, Plo Koon, or Yoda, greatest fucking Jedi to ever live, hands down, easy, undebatable. Now, but like, I do agree. Like, sure, honestly, Mace Windu is alive. First everybody, off, everybody that everybody fucking loves Obi Wan, but I do agree with you. Like, like no, Obi Wan had no fucking no, business Obi- training or anything. Obi Wan is best boy, but yeah. some people just ain't meant to teach. Yeah, and yeah. it's not that he was a bad teacher; it's just that he was not ready to teach somebody who had already was already behind the learning curve. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even the way they portrayed it. It doesn't even seem like Anakin went through being like a youngling or anything. Cause he was still at youngling age when yeah. they got in there, but they just yeah, tossed the next him movie, straight. Yeah. The next straight movie. Straight into Jedi. All and, and over wrong that to shit. assume like, Han, like he was also one of like the most rebellious ones to have even been teaching him. I'm not Obi-Wan? looking for Yeah. Is he, wasn't he like, uh, I mean, Obi-Wan was kind of a shitter. Yeah. But, yeah, but like so, what I'm saying is like a lot of the other Jedis and anything like under mission, they were so, very like strict to the procedure, uh, but like, yeah, like wasn't Obi-Wan he more was, of like, was a, fairly lax. like, like by the whim. You know, he's like, like a cowboy dog. Yeah. 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 Well, so, not, so, so Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon Jinn was the you're, same you're, way. You're thinking, Qui- yeah. Qui-Gon was, was actively like actively rebelled, not rebelled, but like he went against the council's wishes. Yeah. All the time. That That's why. Qui-Gon Jinn is revered he, he, as one of the greatest Jedi Masters to ever live, so but like he was not allowed was on the back a lot of like, he was not allowed on the council because he did not follow their their views on some things. Right, he and was like a, a, lot of, a lot of that rubbed off on Obi Wan, which then rubbed off on Anakin, and that's not what he needed. Yeah, that's not what he needed, yeah, especially because of the attachments that he formed by these people that literally just saved his fucking life. <laughs> And then one of them dies um, an Obi, hour later. Is, Padme's a fucking predator. Obi-Wan is the fucking... Right. <laughs> Obi-Wan is the literally grooming co-worker. him since nine years old. Obi-Wan's the fucking co-worker like, this is what you're supposed to do, but this is how I do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. This is yeah. it's exactly what it is. <laughs> but like, like it, was, it was more like there were flaw, flaw, There are huge flaws in the Jedi system. Like, yeah. enormous flaws. And uh, it was more like Qui-Gon was like, mm, I think maybe you guys are going about this wrong. Maybe we can't just deny this kid who's obviously going to be super strong in the Force, whether we do something about it or not, training <laughs> yeah. just because of his age. Like, doesn't that sound stupid? Like, oh, you're too old to start Jedi training, so why don't you, being one of the strongest Force sensitives that we've ever seen in our lo- in our life... Just go out there just by yourself? Yeah, just, you just figure it out. And, I mean, if... Yeah. He probably would have become a, a dark, dark side user sooner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I mean, like the, the biggest thing that they say 
it's like the at the point like the nexus event just to steal that term from the Loki show the nexus event for like them turning him away and him like kind of leading down that that path because you know he harbored that in his mind that the council rejected him yeah. so that's all he's going to think about them is rejection yeah. the first the thing the main thing they say is they they sense fear in him like yeah this is a slave child like it, 9 years old is it not fear. smarter yeah. To take him in and teach him to be less fearful than to just say fuck off, deal with it yourself. Like, yeah, I mean, if you ripped nuts. me, if you ripped me from my from my mother and <clears throat> sent me to some planet halfway across the fucking galaxy yeah, and like, told me that I just have to strip everything that I've ever known in the nine years of my life, I'd be fucking terrified. Too. You know, no, you know what's <laughs> even better? What's what's even better some is they pull they pull him like Jesse, like you said, halfway across the universe. You know, he doesn't know where the fuck he's at. They they tell him, "Oh, you're gonna be a Jedi. You're so freaking. You're smart and you're strong and you have all the Mitochondrians." And then he gets there and they say, "No, fuck you." And yeah. you're telling me they didn't have enough resources where they could have pulled his mom out of there too, granted, right? Like, so the one of the things is like <laughs> their the rule was like no attachments, but at the same time. There are like a whole bunch. Like, there's at least one like race that the Jedi Temple allows their Jedi to just uh, stay with their family. Kiati Mundi, uh, the the dude with the big fucking head. Uh, so the, his the species, head. like his species, lacks males. So this dude was allowed to have like nine wives, solely to repopulate his entire species. Mm-hmm. Now that's not ever said in the movies. It's all like yeah, he was it's he all was, extended he was universe just shit. fine. Like he that's didn't do it. Crime is the extended universe often has. God tier God tier writing yeah. and, and then Disney was just like yeah we're just gonna dump all the EU out because we wanna write our own story yeah. it's like dog you fucked up so much yeah. because the sequels are a mess you could've done the prequels the, the, are a mess the prequels are a mess you could've, you could've done the Thrawn trilogy and made, made adaptations of it and used that writing and it would be by far with like without a shadow of a doubt the best possible trilogy in the Star Wars universe. Kylo Ren is also another good example of a trauma villain who's done really well for the uh, with with what he who's has. Actually yeah, yeah, done with, well with what yes. he, with what he has. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, Kylo imagine the only good thing like about he's the sequels. Like, like a romantic like, facts. I don't want to say like romanticized villain, but like he's doing it because like. Am I wrong to say this? Like, isn't he only doing it because he wants to prove his grandfather like? That no, he was worth it. So, no, he's doing so it imagine Luke try to imagine fucking this. murk him. Yeah. You, well, I, 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 I know that. Your dad and your mom have you, and you you grow up mm-hmm. with your uncle, who is the greatest Jedi to ever walk the universe. And he starts the, training you. The stru- and you get to you get to grow up knowing that your uncle is Luke fucking Skywalker, yeah. the dude that took down Darth Vader, that saved the universe twice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, technically, this, he didn't take down Darth Vader. Well, yeah, but, took down the Emperor, and technically, Darth Vader, Darth Vader did that. That's so what Darth, gonna say. Darth this, Vader, this dude did is your, that, this dude you know? is your uncle. Yeah. At the end of the day, Darth Vader this still dude, saved the world. This dude looks at you and you, says, you, you, "I'm going to train you, you to do what right. I can do, so that when I go, you can save the universe." And then you wake up one night and he's you're, trying to kill you. And then yeah, you roll. Now, granted, obviously, after the movies came out, we found out like Luke didn't actually try to kill him but in Kylo's mind that's what it's he saw the, it's the Kylo saw the greatest hero in the universe look at him with anger and disgust and go to strike him down that would fuck a kid up not only that but then he's gotta start thinking wait what if it was all a lie what if my uncle wasn't the good guy? Right. What if my exactly. grandfather was the good guy? Yeah. This is so, exactly how they corrupted so then you, Anakin yeah, Skywalker then you tap yep. into this dark side that 
your grandfather fell into and then that's the dark side is known to like feed you lies and shit you want to hear so that's exactly what the dark side did it told him like vader was a hero luke is the real villain and kylo just got absorbed into it and you know as as cheesy as everybody likes to make star wars out to be their fucking lore is is fucking good yeah, no, that's it's just problem. poorly it presented it could be a lot better it too. could be a lot better it just gets fucking shat out by people who aren't that good at writing yeah. Kylo Kylo Ren's probably the only part of the sequel trilogy. Kylo Ren's probably the only part of the sequel trilogy you'll ever see me defend. Turn a Star Wars episode when you said that Anakin Skywalker. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's my bad. I take. I that mean, out. the other part of my villain theory was like mental illness and. Uh, the shit I wanted to get into was like stuff like uh, John Doe from Seven. Dude, I was yeah. gonna say the same thing. When you said mental illness, I was like, I hope he says Seven. John Doe Seven. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if I've ever said this on like one on record in the podcast. Of all time. Seven is one of my top five facts. favorite movies in the entire world. I've never seen it. Oh, facts, dude. We were I've watching never it. Even heard of it. Seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. It's pretty. It's pretty gritty it's, though. You might not want to watch based it. On the Bro, seven. I grew up under a fucking rock. Okay. So <laughs> Thomas, you might not want. It's pretty gritty. Yeah, you might. Uh, you, uh, you got so, problems like night terrors and shit. No, like, I don't. I don't. So know. talk about mental illness. I'm a villain in training. <laughs> <laughs> Seven is one of the most well-made movies I have ever fucking had the pleasure to watch. And I mean, I, I guess you don't care about spoilers. I mean, I'm not, uh, do you? I mean, you haven't seen it. We. I guess we can go talk about it without spoilers. But I mean, like, it's just yeah. The dude, like, John Doe's fucking crazy, obviously, because, I mean, like, you're, you gotta be crazy to fucking go murder people based on the seven deadly sins, you know? But, I mean, like, the dude has a mission, and he's stuck to it, and he saw it to the fucking end, and I, I don't, I don't know, Ty, help me out here, man, because it's just, Bro, like, one of the It's fucking, hard to say anything without spoilers, but, dude, yeah. easily one of the best villains. Yes. Right there, like, dog, that is... Fuck, that's such a good movie. What's in the fucking box? Dude, the acting's great. Everything's so fucking good. What's in the fucking box? Yeah, I just... To me, if we go back to talking about just like what maybe doesn't makes a terrible villain is just, like I said, any type of villain that they have their their goals are just obscure, no purpose. Exactly. Uh, yeah. They're just doing... Anytime that I tr I start watching anything and the villain is just they're evil because yeah they're do, the they're doing and they're doing this because like I I almost can t I can tell you that I almost instantly want to drop well that's like whatever I'm whatever that is that I'm watching that, with that's that take. like you know there's some villains that are likable and you love their screen time or you love their like time in the story oh my god and then there are some villains that are just like Joffrey I do not care about you I'd rather just see you fucking Joffrey's a good drop. villain though. Like, yeah, but I hate him so much. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of villains that just kind of fall into that. Like, I mean, you can be a good like. I'm what to what are some of the best villains or ones that you're watching, and then you do hate them? Oh yeah, but you villains. like you love their character. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, um, I can't think of any at the top of my head. I'm I can't scratch my head for this. Um, but like, there are some villains that are just like I said, just so unlikable, because I mean, their characters like yeah, they're shitty characters because they're villains, but they're just shitty people on top of being a villain. Like, I just genuinely don't care for it. Like, the way they're portrayed is just... Do you have an example of that time? Yes, I do. Uh, so, I, I got two, okay? The, the first one is... Not, you're not going to know it. It's... it's uh, There's a book series I'm reading right now. And there's a lot of antagonists that... It's by David Weber. So, it's like, a lot of his antagonists are always, like... You actually end up liking them a lot. You're just like, fuck, if they were on the other side, the protagonists in them would be friends, you know? But 
some of the like sidebar antagonists in the series are just politicians try to form their own power and like they're playing these po- petty fucking politic partisan partisan politic games in the middle of a war and shit and their little fucking petty things are like getting fucking hundreds of thousands of people killed and like they're not killing anyone you know they're not torturing anyone but what they are doing is they're just like they're being short-sighted fucking assholes and it makes you hate them so much, but th- it makes them great antagonists. Like, like, oh, I've got the weapons you need, but I'm not going to give to save all these people, but I'm not going to give them to you unless I get some kind of really good deal out of it. Yeah. Like, or, or like the, you could just give me these weapons and we could, you could be a hero and we could work this out later, but instead you're going to use this as a political power move while people are dying. Yeah. Like there's this one part where, uh, like the, the nation they're at war with is already actively doing military operations against them but they can't they can defend but they can't they can't do any offensive because in their constitution they can't do any offensive operations without a formal declaration of war and the opposition so like like right now uh joe biden's uh the president right so the opposition is the republicans so their opposition is like we're we have you're not gonna have a majority to formally declare war unless we Mm -hmm. give it to you and they're like what are you gonna give us and they're holding it back. So, like, the whole time they're holding them back, the enemy's got the momentum, and they're pushing the war offensive for, like, months. And people are just dying because you can't do any preemptive strikes. You can't do any maneuvering. All you can do is defend. And it's only for their petty politic games. And it makes you hate them so much, but it makes them great antagonists. I think the best love-to-hate villain there is is from a series of movies that is so memeable in this group, Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter. Everyone Fuck. fucking loves to hate her. Read another well, book. Well, like I don't even. I still don't. Even, she, I, she's not a good villain. I don't think she's a good villain because she's. I, she's I one think of those, she's the greatest. I will. I, think she's I will argue that Voldemort's a good villain. Voldemort is a good yeah. villain, but I mean, he's, a scared, I mean, he's like a meme, scared kid, basically. Meme, like. meme or not, I mean, they're they're really well done movies, and he's a good villain. But Dolores Humphries is again. She's one of those ones where it's like. <laughs> She's there. She's being shitty to be shitty, like yeah. And she's being like, shitty because she she she's got this political power that she's trying to pull in, in the in the school to change the way it's doing. And they're like, it's well, all like, a fear tactic. They're, it's to control the masses. That's what it is because she's working with uh, Fudge. I don't. I don't. I don't recall enough to be able to give. So any she basically comes in and is like, oh, you know, we're, we're going to stop all this stuff that would like let you like learn magic as freely as you want. No more defense against the dark arts. Um, she's like basically torturing students to find out if anybody's doing anything behind their backs. Uh, there's this huge denial that Voldemort's come back when he obviously has like, oh yeah, it's like there's no war in Bossing Say. Is yeah. what it was. Okay. <laughs> you can you can sum it all up by saying there's no war in Bossing Say, and that's what Dolores Umbridge was, but with like actual like Ooh. physical torture on children. So this whole time, I kept racking my fucking head trying to think because like we're talking about like villains that come from trauma and villains that just come from like just you know shit knows where. And I was trying to remind myself of one of the like biggest cinema villains that was driven by love, and I finally fucking remembered who it was. Darth Vader. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, actually, but yes. No. Fucking Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, oh my god, that's a great one. So fucking solid I pull had, there. I had yeah, to go good back on you. and fucking I, I finally put the pieces together. He was one of the greatest sellers on the ocean. 
and he fell in love with the sea goddess Calypso so much, he sold his soul. Um, I, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but basically he gained the fucking flying Dutchman, and he promised to you know ferry the sea or the the souls of the damned you know across or whatever. As long as every ten years he could come on land and see Calypso, until one year or one decade he came on, and she wasn't there just to find out that the Brethren Court had imprisoned her inside of a woman and like basically just like a jab at him so they could control the seas themselves and everything he did like his heart and everything being taken from him he did just because he was in love with his woman holy shit <laughs> dude honestly like Pirates Caribbean gets slept on I think part of the reason why is because the newer the movies first three are movies ass get slept yeah. on. the rest of them are ass that's what I'm yeah. talking about like the newer yeah. ones are just ass the, the <coughs> first three though oh, fucking garbage god damn they're so fucking good I can't good. believe they shafted so, my boy so another hard good, like I just want to say on that like the, the turn of the villain and there's nothing I love more than seeing a protagonist and an antagonist team up against the real antagonist um, and it happened in that it was you know the the Black Pearl is the Black Pearl and the Flying Dutchman. You know whenever the, those crews teamed up against the East India Trading Company. Oh yeah, and they do the whole like, they do the whole ship. fucking oh, two ships. Oh god, on. that was just and it's just beautiful tasty. because there, there was a moment where the main protagonist and all the glory that was you know the Black Pearl uh, came in contact with all the glory that was the Flying Dutchman, and they were like, "Look, we now understand each other, Squall. We understand why you are the way you are." These guys are the guys who did it. We didn't have shit to do with this. It's time that we put the fucking hammer down. And not to mention the overlying fucking arc there. Like, um, how Will Turner ends up falling in love with Elizabeth. And he's like, I'll take over the Flying Dutchman. And I'm like, fuck, man. Shit. No. <laughs> shit. Don't do it, man. Don't Come do on. it, bro. You ain't going to enjoy this. And so, like, we, t- we talk about, like... Well, to be fair, he was dying. And that's the only way I could say. Villain. Yeah, he got stabbed in the heart. Yeah. One of my... Uh, favorite tropes is like the surprise tragic villain um like the twist villain like the villain the actual villain doesn't turn out to be the villain you thought it would be or you are you talking about or like a mind when titan like or like <laughs> under like the betra- like the betrayal tragic villain like a good semi example, a good but bad semi example is. I said Mega Man. Uh, I meant Mega Man. I don't remember any of their names, but Chronicles of Narnia, the one brother who mm-hmm. was who thought he was doing, he didn't know he was doing anything Peter. wrong, but he. No, that wasn't Peter. Was Peter was the other one, uh, but he didn't know he was doing anything wrong, but he teamed up with the with the Ice Queen or Snow Snow Queen. Or whatever. I haven't seen any of the part of the Narnia movies. Basically, he got suckered in by the by the Snow Queen. She treated him really well. She's like, you know, just get your family over here. But in reality, oh. she wanted to get the. The all of them with her so that she'd have the power to defeat Aslan or whatever. Yeah, she wanted to kill them because they were like the true heirs or something like that. Yeah, it was like a whole thing. Um, But it made me think of one of my favorite video games of all time. It's uh, Tales of Vesperia. I don't know if anybody's ever played it, but uh, there's a a spoiler alert like halfway through the game or two-thirds of the way. Is it related to Tales of Symphonia? It's the same... It's made by the same people, but it's not in the same universe. Um, And so... About uh, halfway to two thirds through the game, there's this character that shows up, and his his name's Raven. And uh, when you first see him, it all throughout the, like most of the game, when you see him, it hints that there's something fishy going on with this guy, right? Um, and the overarching 
big thing in this game for like a good chunk of it because it goes through it like cycles through like multiple different antagonists to find the final actual antagonist it's like a whole whew. um but to not get into it at this point in time the big antagonist is the uh military because right now there is no uh there is no king or emperor or whatever i can't remember if it was empire or not they're dead and so right now the military's in control mm. until an era is named um and the military is like you know finding this like super huge mega weapon and stuff in like the commandant he's uh basically trying to take complete militaristic control over everything and uh he doesn't know that the things he's using are actually going to bring about the end of the world but he does them anyways and one of the raven actually turns out to be one of the captains in the military of like the four the four knight orders and uh it turns out there's this great war that happened and Raven fucking died in it. And the commandant found him, shoved a Blastia, which is basically like a weird computer thing-ish, in his heart and uh, kept him alive and kept him on this like undying loyalty thing. And where Raven's like, I, I owe a life debt to this man. Like I can't just betray him even though what he's doing is probably shitty. And uh, you find this out because you end up having to fight him and what is, in my opinion, one of the hardest oh, boss too fights. Much of the game but the point is at the end the building starts falling down around him around you guys like you beat him and uh the building starts falling down around because he's like oh well if you beat him I'm just gonna kill you guys anyways um and he still does you know the whole tragic like uses all, every bit of the power left in his little fake fucking heart to hold the uh building up to let you out and I just that traumatic villain via circumstance is the traumatic like I'm a villain because of the circumstances that I'm in but I don't but I'm not a bad person mm. I, I always love that trope yeah no like, undying know. loyalty like and like even just like blind loyalty is always a good fucking villain uh, villain trope too I mean there's a there's a few examples I could I, I know of but I can't think of them for, for the I life of right, right back to the safe hold series there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of examples during their one of the big wars they're having where like uh, the church like starts concentration camps and uh, there's people on that side that are like they're like I'm not okay with this but, but it's mother church you know the she mother church speaks for the one true God like this Surely this is right. Yeah, surely this is right. But like, even then, there, like, and those are the kind of people where it's like, yeah, you allowed these atrocities to happen, but at the same time, you thought what you were doing was right. Yeah. So we're talking about like you kind of you know brought on like a video game antagonist type deal. Um, just real quick, I wanted to say this. Um, I don't know if you guys ever played the prototype games. Um, <laughs> so, and the first one, your guy, his name is Alex Mercer. And he basically gets infected with this, you know, bioengineered fucking super weapon, and it turns him into like a fucking virus mutated dude. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever. He goes the whole game, you know. He's like, you know, he's conflicted with what he's become, but like he's also through the game, you know, kind of like growing on him, um, kind of like a symbiote type deal. He's kind of growing on him, and by the end of the game, like he's accepted it. He's like, I don't remember exactly how the quote goes, but he's like, um, I'm now less human, but somehow more human. Like it's this weird fucking psyche thing that he goes through. And then in the prototype two, and just a preface on this, I bought both games at the same time years after they came out, and I played them <laughs> side by side. And um, fucking, I fell in love with Alex Mercer. I thought he was a badass. And then you come into the second one where your main character is um, James Heller, right? This, this, 
Oh, okay. Okay, I follow. Um, anyway, so in the second one, your, your guy's name is James Heller. And kind of the same deal. He gets infected with a whatever, gains the same powers that Alex had. And you get halfway through the game, and you're still trying to figure out like who the antagonist is. And it turns out that it's Alex from the first one. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what the fuck? Nah, that ain't <laughs> chill. And like the reason it's he's the antagonist is because James' family died from the virus that Alex was actively helping spread to keep himself alive. So Alex is doing it and all like, I'm just trying to thrive. You know, I'm just trying to stay alive and I'm actively doing the right thing, but I'm kind of like ruining the world here. But James was like, no, we can't have this. We got to kill it even if it kills myself. And Alex the whole time is like, kind of like running from you, you know, like through the rest of the half of the game. Cause he's like, I don't want any of us to die, you know? And you're like, and it, like he proves himself to be an antagonist. I don't remember exactly how, but like he starts like fucking interfering with James's life and like showing him like. He kidnaps he, his daughter. That's was point. that what it yeah. was? Yeah. So can, yeah. yeah, you know, he's actively like showing like, look, honestly at this point I don't even fucking care. I'm more powerful than you. Like, uh basically get off my toes, you ant. Yeah, like he's he kidnaps his daughter because he doesn't want to kill mm-hmm. uh I've already forgot his name. James. I, yeah, James. I already I played both. Yeah. And like I remember a surprising amount of it. He doesn't want to kill him because he, he's the only other full fledged like that, can, that has been able to take it. Yeah, and, take like, it and like actually use it and stuff. So I slept on these games, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah you really slept good. on before They're we, so fun. Before we hear from our sponsor, uh, Thomas mentioned Bossing Say earlier, and I just I feel like I it's obli- it's obligatory to uh, mention the boy Zuko. Yo. Zuko is 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 one of the greatest fucking villains. Yeah. I turn villains turned heroes, you know. I mean, Those are often the best. Even, yeah. even in the beginning, like they, 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 they barely <laughs> they barely portray him as a villain. Like they from the very start they're like, This guy is like Well this guy's trauma. got some fucking issues. It's trauma. It's a, like, again, it's a trauma and fucking I mean, a sense of like blind loyalty to his father. Like Uh-oh. my father may be an asshole, but like this is my family. This is my family. This is my life. If to if to, reg- if to regain my honor is honor. I got to go kill this hundred year old man. I'm gonna go murk this hundred year old man. And you know what's even this more beautiful year old about child. all this is the relationship that's so special between an antagonist and the protagonist. I said that because I looked over and I saw that I had the Joker pulled up on the screen. No, and I just think it's beautiful that they're in love with each other secretly. There's there's a bromance between there. I mean, Batman's actively admitted that he wouldn't know what to do if fucking Joker died. I can talk all day about the Batman thing over here because Batman's just also arguably a fucking villain with mental illness issues. And now a word from our sponsors. Hello, my children. I come to you today to speak of our Savior Beans, yay, and to tell you of the evil in this world. There's been a lot of talk today about what makes a true villain. Well, I'm here to stand before you and say that there is no villain truer, more vile than a pea. It stares into your soul, consumes your happiness, and will leave you but nothing but a bean. It's good for your heart. And my children, the more you eat, the more you fart. Thank you. Thanks, BeanInfo.gov. 
God damn, it's good to hear back from them again. It's been getting a little dry around here. Yeah, I thought beaninfo.gov guy fucking died. I already got captured by the Izuki gang. I thought he was storming the White House. He lives an interesting life. He can storm my house. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, he can, though. So, uh, Travis mentioned something earlier about uh, a villain he really liked saying that he felt like he was less human, but at the same time more human. And that really, it it brings me to something, something that I, uh, it, it made me think about the villain's from the Helsing Ultimate series. Uh, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody's watched Helsing Ultimate. I think Ty had, no? I've watched Abridged. None of you are. So, uh, I'm fucking nerd. Well, look, man, it's really easy to fucking watch. It's only 10 hour long episodes. I mean, like, Jesus. It's also super cringy. I've tried watching it. I can't do it. Oh, well, that's I can't on you. cringe. I don't feel like it's cringy, but you know. Oh, no. Back to how Britain's the villain of this yeah. episode. He oh, really no. is. Cringe. Um, oh, no. Cringe. But there is a, a point later on in like the very end of the series, and like this is going to be spoilers for anybody that wants to watch it, but it is what it is. But uh, it all turns out that the big plot throughout the series is just the main antagonist is trying to kill Dracula, which is apparently in this universe is like ridiculously hard. He's got like about a billion fucking lives and it's really complex the way you got to get to it. Um, and there's like multiple, he's basically, <coughs> he set up this plan to put him in a, into a place where he can actually be killed. If somebody could just actually manage to do it. <laughs> is Dracula and Alucard two different people? Uh, no, it's the same person, but I just said Dracula just for okay. e- ease of gotcha. people. And well, in the movie, not Castlevania. <laughs> um, this is a gay. <laughs> so it it comes to it that it, Alucard Dracula is just sitting there, and he's like, "Yeah, whoever wants it, come on, come get some." And uh, there's multiple people trying to fight him and stuff, and uh, a lot of things happen towards the end where systematically all the people that were trying to like kill him and end him uh end up like taking their own humanity away from themselves in order to do it uh one of them was one of the original like a person who was a vampire hunter with him because reasons but he's a vampire hunter because he's like life dead or some shit lost a bet with van helsing um and this was like back in like World War II was a vampire hunter with him and just could never beat him and just decided to let the Nazis turn him into a vampire at the expense of his own life because he was going to like die really quickly afterwards uh, in order to beat him and Alucard got pissed off about that and then just one of my favorite uh, antagonists I say antagonist antagonist anti-hero is Father Father Alexander Anderson of the Catholic Church and um he is he's, he's pretty simple the dead should be dead that's all Alucard needs to die and uh, nobody else can seem to do it so he's gonna figure out a way to do it and uh, he to his credit he tries he tries his damnedest like hordes of undead flying at him and everything rip his arm off he's holding one arm up with his mouth trying to kill him like it's it's ridiculous and eventually he realizes that no I just I'm not strong enough to do it and uh, pulls out this like uh, Christian relic and uh, stabs him with it Helena's nail and Alucard tells him he's like 
I'm going to tell you right now, if you stab yourself with that, you're not going to be human anymore. It's going to turn you into a, a monster. Uh, you won't be a vampire. It'll be a monster, like a, a, a holy abomination, but you can't kill me. I am lost. The point is, what it made me think of is uh, just this big the uh, thing that he says in there that only... He says it a lot throughout the series, but it kind of hits home at this point. Only a man can kill a monster. Uh, and it basically is saying that there's no point in becoming a villain yourself in order to strike down a different villain. Gotcha. That, that's, the, that's the long and the short of it. Because I was lost for there. But that, that's cool. That's like in the Star Wars thing where, you know, Darth Vader was like, hey, Luke, join me and we'll just kill the Emperor and we'll rule the universe or whatever. And uh, that wouldn't have really helped anything. They would have been in the same shitty boat. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It just made me think of that. I remembered it fondly. I thought Alexander was a was a good villain because he was was willing to just completely like give up his humanity to try to stop this. Uh. Yes, yes. Villains are bad. Yeah, let's talk about Alonzo Harris from Training Day, and how great of a fucking villain Denzel Washington portrayed. Can we talk about some real life villains like Jeff Bezos, <laughs> Jeff fucking. God Hillary damn. Clinton. <laughs> I'll have all you motherfuckers playing basketball at Pelican Bay. <laughs> Michelle Obama with her fucking lunch program. Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> She's just a vampire. Hans Gruber. That's Hans not Zimmer. real life. That's a movie. Yeah. I I'm lost. <laughs> Gruber's from a. Uh, Fucking die hard. Dog. Yeah, die hard. Yeah. Good, good no. guy, good villain. Yeah, you know who? That's else a good villain. Is a he is a good villain. villain. He is. Those of you not listening, that's right. <laughs> you're the true. Fiends. You're the true villains. You're the true villains if you're Ooh, not listening. You, to this. you know who's a villain? But you know what that says? If you're listening, you're a protagonist in our eyes. I know someone who's listening as a villain. Who? You know, I actually watched Dakota. That, like a few, like last for making week, those furry memes. She never actually <laughs> takes a pull off of it. She should feel bad for yeah. that. I never. You, you like, should it's feel always bad. burning, but you so, never actually see it. Like, what? We need to have an episode about Gladiator. Yeah, Talk you're right. Movie. Who great. also happens to have a great, one of the greatest film villains ever, Commodus. But that's for the Gladiator episode because I'm going to lobby for this hard as soon as this episode see, ends. I'm, Excuse I'm gonna, me, but we have already fought tooth and nail, cried, battled. I gave up my Truman show just to have Jim Carrey be the next movie because the next movie will be Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Facts. We never, there is we no never said that, but I mean, it's fine. I, I vote for it. I thought we could do a Castaway episode. We have, we have been fighting for this for months. We have, though. I need, I need <laughs> to actually like, watch that movie. It's so fucking good. Ask I'll Ashley. fuck someone for a Castaway episode. Ask Ashley. <laughs> she watched it, Travis, and she loved it. Yeah, I mean it's a good movie. She doesn't listen to the podcast. I'm not taking her. Word yeah, she's a villain. She's a villain. She's a villain. Tell her correct opinion. Tell her I'm gonna stop leaving tips if she didn't start listening. <laughs> See, to, uh, I, I would like to do a survival episode because I mean, like, um, like Castaway. Oh, I got so salty. Yeah, uh, like, Robinson Crusoe would also be a really good movie for that. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but I mean, I fucking Robinson Crusoe is a really great movie too. It is. Uh, what was that movie? Was it? Um, it was that dude who's like getting mauled by the bear. It's a fairly recent movie. Revenant. Oh, uh, Revenant. Yeah, Revenant. I'm just saying it now, right now. If one of you guys say The Road, I'm not watching it. Um, I'm also going to say I did not like The Revenant. I've never seen it. 
Uh, you, you say the Revenant or the, the Road? The Road. The Road. I'm not watching. It's it's, it's overhyped. It was like three. I'm not watching it again. Long, it's overhyped, and it was like two and a half hours. It's good of him dragging. I'm not gonna watch it again though. Yeah, it's good. It's just not worth like. I don't think it's a podcast worthy movie. Fuck no. I mean, it's what movie are we talking about? The Road with uh, Viggo Mortensen and. Uh, I don't remember the kid's name, but like it's like an apocalypse movie. Oh, it's that's like a thousand of those. It, it it's a, great. It's, it's a, good. It, it's a, it's a phenomenal movie. I but love it. It, it drags. Like, it's just bro. It's fucking long yeah. and like it's it's emotionally taxing. Yeah, yeah. you know, it'd be a fun movie to do just for the meme. Garfield, the tale of two kids. I will kill no. myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll die. Sorry, that's I, I think we need to do. I think we need to do a few good movies before we do another shit meme. So episode speaking movie. of like emotionally taxing movies, the uh, not not the room, but Room with Brie Larson. Holy shit, that is one of the greatest movies I've ever watched, and I I fucking cried. Yeah, what is this movie? I cried, <laughs> and I am not afraid to admit it. No, I, I cried like, a lot during movies. I like, there's a scene that is so, like, just, like, you're watching it, and, like, I'm holding my fucking breath, just, like, waiting for this, to, like, like praying it goes right. Yeah. And, like, it finally, it, it goes right, and you're just like... <gasps> the release. <gasps> my first time and, and, like, like fucking tears come down. I'm like, oh, my fuck. Like, I, sh- I was shaking, like, crying. Like, it is so fucking good, dude. I guess there's another movie I need to add to the docket. Uh, so it, it's Brie Larson. Uh, I'm not gonna like go heavy into detail. Basically, she was kidnapped uh, at a young age, and Done. yeah, and just lots of fucked up things happen. Not gonna go into into detail. Like I said, uh, it is it is a tough watch. I recommend it wholeheartedly, though. It's it's worth it. It's a phenomenal movie. Okay. So uh, I don't think it might be podcast worthy material due to the subject matter but i mean it's understandable it's uh understandable have a good day if you guys hold my weight to any of this i uh, don't my knowledge of movies negative uh, watch it if you can handle tough subject matter and they're just having a conversation over me which is fine but uh yeah you guys watch watch uh room not the room because that's just do watch the room. No, though. no, don't watch the don't watch the room. It's fucking watch, stupid. Bro, the room is so good. It's, it's so not good. good. Watch so room. Good. Watch room without the. And then like, watch the can without we watch room. Room with buh. So so the Roomba. <laughs> right now, what we if you guys are listening, you're wondering what we're doing next. So we did what makes a good villain. We're gonna go for what makes a good protagonist. I have a lot to say on that. And then I think after that. We had another thing lined up, didn't we? We were going to do a fun Would You Rather episode. That's what it was. That's and I think was. it would also be fun to include our listeners and maybe make a post about it on our Twitter. Or they can make few, situations. Uh, yeah, a few, a few Would You Rather questions that they can ask us that we then go over. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of like a, you know, a little... Like our question episode. Or like, it's like our question yeah, episode, but like yeah. it, it's a little, it gives us a little bit more like, you know... Like of an opinionated type deal, you know, kind of. We're not inside people's. There's no way we're gonna be able to do every one that we're given by our fans because I guarantee you, Dakota, Allie, and Emily are probably gonna give enough individually. Because we're it'll be like, would you rather do this? And we're just gonna go on the same one for like ten minutes. If we do get like a huge (laughs) response, uh, I'm sure Emily, Dakota, and the rest will. We'll be fine with taking a back burner seat on this episode. No, so. 
furry stuff. We don't have the fourth fan. Whoever you are, fourth fan, please respond. Respond anyone. to our pleas of, for hail. Speaking of upcoming content, uh, keep your eyes peeled on the YouTube for probably, I'd say, in like a week or two. Maybe depending on how long it takes me and Ty to figure out how to edit a full day's worth of motorcycle footage. <laughs> I hope so. I... I have one extra battery for the GoPro. I can only get so much shit on there. The real content's the uh, You Laugh, You Lose episode that we're going to post. Yeah, that's definitive. <laughs> and, and I think I'm going to... We haven't talked too much about the other stuff. Well, Tom, Thomas wants to do editing editing too, so you're not yeah. doing it at all. And I think that would be great because I was going to see try to get him to do my uh, boat video because I just... I, I could put in the work... To learn how to edit, but I really don't want to, and I'm hoping I don't have to. Edit these nuts. Got him. Got him. You've With been all got that him. being said, guys, we are an hour and ten minutes into this great episode. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add to what makes a good villain a villain? Balls. I mean, I, I feel like I could add a lot more, but yeah, I could. We, we'd probably have to just we'll save, save what we have two. and record on another day because we can only talk about this the same is, topic. For this so is long. definitely like a three-hour type episode that we have to dwindle down into an hour because like I, I could sit here and talk about we could do a Star Wars episode based on just what we talked well, about yeah today. what we went on Darth Vader was so fun earlier like I'm I'm cool with it like let's do a Star Wars episode let's do a Lord of the Rings episode yeah let's uh I already said I think it was on an episode you weren't here I said if we do a Lord of the Rings episode I will watch all the movies yeah. just for you Thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know I've said a lot of things today. That not not for the podcast. Not because we're doing an episode on it, but for me. And that means a lot. Fuck all yeah. y'all. <laughs> I know I've said a lot of things today that hurt you, but I'm going to do this one for you. This week's I don't code word what I said. or secret phrase is Roomba. When's the last time we've done a secret phrase? No one it's ever been said, a while. Oh, Dakota's the only one. Dakota. Roomba. Well, we can just assume that Dakota always... Is gonna do Dakota. it. Dakota. The phrase is Dakota. You know what the worst part is? That means that Travis owes Dakota quite a bit of money. Nah, we agreed on. <laughs> uh, Make it good. Diminishing returns. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, she didn't cash on soon enough. <laughs> you she get cash in her rewards points. <laughs> you get to receive. She gets a whole punch card. <laughs> Gratitude. Well. Yeah, I'm gonna. Said, I'm gonna say nice things to you into the tw- in in Twitter. Yes. Yes. With well, that being Twitter. said, this is Travis. This has been a great episode. I literally have nothing more to say on the subject, so y'all carry on. But it's been real. I could say a lot more, but I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, me and Travis have a hot date with Halo Wars Two here in a minute. So. I mean, yeah. I uh, I think I pretty much got my piece out. Frieza is a wonderful villain, and I love my purple white boy. Yeah, I got a lot more I could say, but I think that had to be a little more like specific, like how we went on the big tangent in Star Wars. That had to be just a Star Wars episode. But uh, yeah, I got pretty much all general stuff I wanted to say. I mean, yeah, I have I have more I could say. First off, fuck your bitch and the clicky claim. Okay, we're done. Anyway, this has been Brady. Uh, this is the amateur take. You guys have a wonderful day. Daniel, I love you. Daniel fucking died. <laughs>